preaching to you from this one called the unclean spirit with purpose. The unclean spirit with purpose. Everybody say the unclean spirit with purpose. I'm going to be talking about a demon which is wiser than people. A demon who seems to have more wisdom than many Christians. And Jesus Christ talked about that wisdom. I want you to turn your Bible with me to Luke chapter 11 and the verse number 21. Luke chapter 11 and the verse number 21. Luke 11, 21. Luke 11, 21. When a strong man armed, can we do King James for me? King James for me. KJV. Thank you. When a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcometh him, he taketh from him all his armor wherein he trusteth and divideth his spoils. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not scattereth. Now, the verse 21, the verse 20. Go, the, the verse 20, no, 23, the verse number 23. Can you do, now, he that is not with me is against me, and he that scattereth not with he that gathereth not with me is scattereth. Can you do this one in message translation of the Bible for me? Message. Message translation of the Bible. Do, do we have that? Okay. This is war. There is no neutral ground. If you are not on my side, you are the enemy. If you are not helping, you are making things worse. So if you are in this church and you are not an usher, you are not a counselor, you are not a prayer warrior, you are not a singer, what are you? You are the enemy. Anybody in a church who has no department is an enemy. You are either gathering or you scatter. Sometimes you ask people a question. What do you do in the church? I'm just a member. You cannot just be a member. There is no neutral ground. This is war. You are either gathering or you are scattering. Sometimes even your silence scatters. So the way you are quiet right now, you are scattering. Oh, you can't even clap. You are scattering. Anybody who is not clapping at this point, you are a scatterer. You are against us. You are, you are one of our enemies. You belong to Liverpool Football Club. And you belong to Manchester City. Because we are going down, you are happy. Somebody said, who are the we? There can only be one who are going down and everybody's happy. Everybody knows them. There are some devils around their knee. <laughs> so you are either with us or you are against us. You are either for us or you are against. You are either gathering or you are scattering. The, the most dangerous thing in the churches, normally people say, I'm just a member. In fact, we, we see them as quarters. They are just courting here. But no, the truth is that they are scatterers. Those people potentially can be very dangerous. And listen to me, when you are just in a church and you have no appetite to do anything in the church, you become potential weapon in the hand of the enemy. You become potential weapon. So let's go back to King James and then land on the verse number 24. And Jesus is beginning to, beginning to talk about a demon. And he said, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, when a foul spirit is cast out of a man, 
That is a better way of looking at it. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through the dry places, seeking rest and finding none. He said, I will return to the house from whence I came. And when he cometh and findeth the place swept and garnished, then goeth he and taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there, and the last state of the man is worse than the first. Okay, let's go back to the verse number 23. I want to, I, I, it's a very big book. I don't want to preach the whole of it. I don't want to stay on the whole of it. So I'm going to just the last chapter. I'm going to just the last chapter. The last chapter, I call it Purpose Fulfilled. If you want to fulfill your purpose in life, you must be smarter than this demon. This demon has got attitudes that helped it to fulfill its purpose. Attitude number one is that the demon was purposeful and practical. Everybody say purposeful and practical. Come on, shout it again, purposeful and practical. Now, I'm talking about practicability because the Bible said, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, verse 24, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through the dry places, seeking rest and finding none. He said, I will return to my house from whence I came out. And when he cometh and findeth the place swept and garnished. In these particular two verses, I see practicality. Practicality in the sense that the man is looking for rest. This demon is looking for rest. The demon has taste. The demon has appetite. The demon has choices. The demon goes here and the place is dry. He said, I'm not looking for dry places. I want a place where I can have rest. That is how you, a human being, should also have taste. You want a marriage where you can have rest, not just any marriage. You want a church where you can have rest, and that is why you are here. Look at this church. Look at the rest. Look at the cozy nature of this place, swept and garnished. Some believers don't have taste. They would rather go to a church where the sound is not good, and when they are speaking, you think dwarfs have come into the building. They don't know a good thing. And when you ask them, oh, I stopped Dominion Center. Where are you? I've gone to another church somewhere. Don't you have taste? Don't you have taste? I mean, there is no way I will be in this biblically sound church led by Pastor Sam, Pastor Betty, where I know I'm going to get good doctrine. I have a pastor and a pastor, two pastors with character. I've been around these two people for years. What you can attest of them is character, simplicity, modesty. What you can call a man of God and a woman of God. I mean, you should have taste. This demon, was, this demon was a demon of taste. It went here, he said, it's dry. Went here, he said, it's dry. Went here, he said, it's dry. He said, I'm looking for rest. And finding none, he put away shame and said, I will go to my house from whence I came. Out. I have had people in our Bogatanga church who left the church. And some left and they went through dry places. Because many of them, when they are leaving, I know they will encounter dryness. Because you know what? When you are in your own house, you will never respect it until you roam around. Until you roam around and go to another church where on Sunday, that is the time they are now arranging chairs. And the pastor himself has to arrange the chairs. Then you know. 
when there's no heating and you have to wear your mantle or overcoat and go and sit in the church and wear gloves in the church. I have preached in churches in London where I was wearing, I was wearing gloves to preach because the place was very cold. I went in with the coat, gloves. They said, they don't do that here. I said, I won't die here. <laughs> you don't do that here, but do they die here? I refuse to die. If you die in your own pulpit, you are a wise man. If you die in another person's pulpit, you are a fool. <laughs> Why should you go and die in somebody's church? I remember years ago when I used to die in people's pulpit. I would preach until I'm feeling dizzy. At a point, I said, mm -mm. When I come, I help with the demon a little bit. I ran away. A pastor came to our church. And a pastor came to our church to preach. A prophet. A demon manifested itself. This demon was in a woman, and she was almost karateing. Yeah, you know this kind of demon. <laughs> These demons that go yeah. Ooh. Then this pastor was a very wise man. He said, "Can we get the senior pastor to deal?" With <laughs> this was last year. When I started dealing with the demon, he spoke the three language. I didn't come here to fight. I came to see you off. By the time I realized the pastor had run away from the church, he went to his hotel to go and chill. I dealt with the demon alone. But at least he did his job. He was ministering and ministering, picked up a woman, started prophesying to her, and asked the woman, where is your daughter? The answer the woman gave. I then went to the woman and I said, I need your daughter. People phoned the daughter. Apparently, she was at home committing suicide. She had drunk some of the chemicals already. They had to go and bring her to me with the remnant or the remaining of the chemicals. But when we now started casting out the demon, then the prophet told me, he said, um, he, has to, <laughs> he has to disappear from here. <laughs> but you know, this is a sound church. This demon left, was looking for rest and finding none. The demon had taste. There are many Christians who are not practical. Practicality means you are looking for suitability, convenience, rest. The Lord my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down green pastures. Lead me beside still waters. Restore my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness. For his name's sake, God wants you to lie down in green pastures. Not just anywhere. Green pastures. May your marriage give you rest. May your business give you rest. May your church give you rest. May your company of friends give you rest. Somebody shout and amen and praise God. The demon was purposeful and practical. Jesus said, I send you a sheep among wolves. <clears throat> he said, into whatsoever city you enter, ask who is worthy and dwell there. That means don't just stay anywhere. Don't just stay anywhere. Pastor Sam was telling you, I told him I wanted to come and preach here this morning. Why did I say I want to come here? Because it's easy to preach here. <laughs> Look at this sound. Who would not like to preach here? Look at the way your faces are nice. Who would not like to preach here? 
Why should I be tired like this and go to unfriendly congregation? <laughs> People who not smile, they won't clap like you. Yeah, the rest are clapping except you. <laughs> so when you are very tired, you don't want a church where you go and suffer. Say that this atmosphere is too bad. Shall we pray? Let's release the atmosphere. Let's release the angels. Let's release the Holy Ghost. Can you release Holy Ghost? With what hand are you going to release the Holy Ghost? Shall we release God to move? You. You want to release God? <laughs> Sometimes I hear, I hear some of the prayers. I hear some of the prayers in some of our churches and I'm like, oh no. If this is the God we worship, then we are in trouble. Shall we ask God to move? Let us push God. Let's move it. Let's move the hand of God. Let's move it. You. With what hand are you going to move the hand of God? Chaya. Ask who is worthy. And he said, and whatever they said before you, eat. That means you should go into places where they can give you food. Take a job that will pay you well. I'm talking about those of you that work. I pray that after today, you will get what is good for you. He said, I will go to my house from which I was cast out. May you go to a place you can call your house. Young man, stop running around girlfriends and go to your house. Go to your wife. Go and sit down with your wife and stop this girlfriend you are walking about with. This girl who baths once a week. Leave her and go back to your wife. Huh? Woman, go back to your husband. Forget about this boyfriend in your place of work. This Shakara boy you are moving around with. Go back to your house. Church members, sit in the house quietly. Stop that thing you are doing with that pastor or prophet or apostle or evangelist where you are in the house but you are listening to somebody else and you don't listen to the voice of your pastor. He said the voice of a stranger they will not listen. He said my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Listen there are people in our churches who don't listen to the voice of their pastor. They listen to the voice of somebody else on TV by periscope there are times even on Sunday they will not come to church. They rather sit home and follow somebody else on TV. Go back to your house. I will go back to my house from which I was cast out. This demon was practical. And number two, the demon was principled. He said, I will go back to my house from which I was cast. And when he came, he found out that the place was swept and garnished. I want to prophesy a certain prophecy to you and speak a word to you. That may God anoint you and empower your life. So that from here, when you go back to work tomorrow, may the place be swept and garnished. 
I pray that your ministry will be swept and garnished. Your church will be swept and garnished. Some of you were doing things and you lost ground. You were doing business, you lost ground. You were doing family, you lost ground. You were doing ministry, you lost ground. May God help you and your place will be swept and garnished. To be swept means to be holy. To be garnished means to be equipped. I see your life equipped. I see your family equipped. I see you going back to where you used to be. You are going back to fullness. You are going back to completeness. You are going back to the anointing. You are going back to the place of grace. You are going back to the place of honor. The demon was away. It went back. It didn't sweep the place. It didn't garnish the place. But God raised others to sweep the place and to garnish the place for the demon. Even a demon went back to a place where it was reaping where it had not sown. A certain kind of grace had made the place available for it. I see you reap where you didn't sow. May others work for you. May others sweep for you. May others garnish the place for you. Receive that grace, that visitation of God where people will work for you in the name of Jesus. Now watch this. Even a demon went back to a place and somebody had made the place ready for the demon. Yes. Somebody worked for the demon. The demon didn't sweep the place. The demon did not garnish the place. Somebody else did it. For how long can you enjoy only what you worked for? A time has come. Somebody must work for you. This demon was roaming around, roaming around, roaming around. By the time he got back in verse 25, the place he came, he came to find it. I know you've been working for a long time, but now may you begin to find. Amen. May you find. Four lepers went into the camp of the Syrians and they found. They found silver. They found gold. They found food. They found raiment they had not worked for. Ah, yeah, yeah. Jesus said, freely you have received, freely give. God wants you to have some things freely. He has provided them for you. May your eyes be open to see. I pray in the name of Jesus. May you find something you didn't work for. This demon was walking about. Let's assume the demon was cast out. If it was a Christian, it means you are backsliding. You are falling. But after falling, after backsliding, it repented, it returned, and the place was swept. I pray your life is not over. You shall return. Therefore, the redeemed of the Lord shall come and return again unto Zion. The Bible said, everlasting joy shall be upon their head. They shall obtain gladness and joy. I prophesy on somebody's life. You will return to the place of blessing. You will return to the place of greatness. You will return to the place of glory. I see you go back where you used to be. When the Lord shall turn again the captivity of Zion, we shall be like them that dream. And God will put a song on your tongue and put laughter in your mouth. You will return to your former days. It was Job who said, oh, that I were as in the days past. He looked at the days past and the days past were very good. Job never believed he would get to those good days again. But the Bible said, after his tribulation, the Lord turned the captivity of Job and gave unto him prosperity and blessing. I see somebody, you are returning. You will go back and find out 
that the place is good. The place is swept in the name of Jesus. This demon said, you know what? I want a place that is swept. I want a place that is garnished. I want a place that is good. The prodigal son resolved in himself. He said to himself, he said, how many servants in my father's house don't have enough food to eat and spare? I will go back to my father's house. And I will say to him, father, I am not worthy to be your son, but make me one of your servants. Nakablando God will trigger a return clause in your spirit that your spirit man will resolve that you will tell yourself I'm going back I'm going back I can recover I can be restored I can go back where you are used to be your health can go back where it used to be your joy can come back your peace can come back your glory can come back your honor can come back your favor can come back may God restore unto you the years that the palmer when the caterpillar the locust have eaten may God God bring you to the place where you will recover fully. Come and clap your hands and praise the Lord. Give him glory. I will return to my house. This demon was practical. The demon said, I want nothing but the best. I want nothing but the biggest. I want nothing but the will of God. I want nothing but the thing that pleases God. I'm not going to just marry any kind of marriage. I'm not going to stay in just any kind of house. No. I want a house where I have space. I don't want a house where when I'm walking, I collide with another person. We don't want collision in our houses. May God help you. So the demon was purposeful and practical. And the demon was purposeful and principled. So look at the verse number 26 and you see the principle nature of the demon. 26. Then goeth he and taketh unto him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. This demon was principled. This demon knew that two are better than one. This demon knew that if you are a demon, you need the collaboration of another demon. The demon, number one, did not go and look for the Holy Ghost. The demon did not go to look for an angel of God. The demon went for another demon. That was the principle. He said, demons look for demons. I am on, I am on, on clean spirit. So, I must go and look for seven other spirits more wicked than myself. And that word wicked means more harmful, more evil, more calamitous than himself. He said, you know, at this point in my life, I need other demons. If I stay in this place alone, I was here when they came and cast me out. If I stay here alone, they will come and cast me out again. So I need seven other spirits, more wicked than myself. That is the principle of the demon. I need demons and I must operate in the spirit of comparative advantage. I need seven spirits who have what I don't have. I need seven spirits who can do what I cannot do. Ladies and gentlemen, this demon was collaborating with other demons. It was not fighting with other demons. This is the difference between the church and the demonic world. Witches know how to collaborate. Occultists know how to collaborate. Churches fight against one another. Pastors fight against one another. Believers fight against one another. If I came and this is my house, 
and the place is swept and garnished. Why should I go and bring seven other spirits more wicked than me? If they are more wicked than me, they are likely to be stronger than me. And if they are stronger than me, it means they will eat all the food. Number two, it means I will be their servant. Number three, it means when we accomplish something, they will take all the glory. And number four, if we even finish achieving it, they will cast me out. This demon said, you know what? My purpose is to destroy this man. I will bring in other demons, whether I am the servant, whether I'm the security man, whether I mop the floor or not, I don't care. I don't care who is the leader. I don't care who is the head. I don't care who is the tail. All I want is that we must destroy this man. Can the church come to the place where we are saying our purpose is to destroy the works of the devil, that God brought us to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent us to heal the brokenhearted. He sent us to preach deliverance to the captives, to set at liberty them that are bruised, recover sight to the blind, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. We want to see our purpose accomplished. We don't care who is the senior pastor, who is the associate pastor. We don't care who is the general overseer. We don't care who is the leader of the pastor's fraternity. All we want is the work should be done. We don't care who is the head of this family. We don't care who is the leader among the brothers. We want to achieve our purpose. Ladies and gentlemen, look at our families. We cannot achieve a common objective. People are forgotten why we are there. They want to fight for position. They want to fight for food. They want to fight for the money. They want to fight for the recognition. Who is the greatest? Who is the biggest? Who is the head? Who is the tail? All these things don't matter. The demon said, I don't care. All I want is that this man must be destroyed. Isaiah saw the mountain of Zion, the seat of the Messiah's government. He said on that seat of the Messiah's government in Isaiah 11 verse number 6, he said the wolf shall dwell with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf, the fatling, the young lion together and the little child shall lead them. He said the lion and the bear shall feed and their young ones shall lie down together and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. He said the, the, the sucking child shall play on the hole of the asp and the wind child shall put his hand on the cockatrice then. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain and the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. But we have a body where the lions and the lambs cannot dwell together. The leopards and the kids and the lambs cannot dwell together. Little children cannot survive. Snakes and children cannot play together. But I see a time coming when the children of God will be wiser than this demon. The Bible said wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of our times. And one of the greatest manifestations of wisdom is unity. Where you don't care who you are, but you care who he is. That Paul is the one who will plant and Apollos will be the one who will water. But it is God that gives the increase so that no flesh shall glory in his presence. We must come to the place where it is not about Pastor Sam and it is not about Brother Eastwood but it is about God's glory that we want to glorify God that the knowledge of the Lord shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Yanosibia Kabosa. I see your family. Unity is coming. Togetherness is coming. We are wiser than the demon. The demon said, I want unity. I want togetherness. I need my family together. I need my business together. I need my church together. Come on, clap your hands and scream it like I'm preaching to you. The demon was principle. I'm looking 
for seven other spirits more wicked than myself. Many Christians won't do it. No. No. If I came to preach for Pastor Sam and this place is swept and garnished and he asked me, do me ask, do you know a preacher? Do you know a preacher called Dr. Franco Fosuapia? Is he a good preacher? I want to invite him. I said, mm-mm. Don't bring him here. Because I'm afraid that if he brings Pastor Frank here, he may never invite me again. That is the church. We break one another's legs now. In the choir, we will not bring somebody who can sing better than us. We will not bring somebody who can play the keyboard better than us. In the ashram, we will not bring somebody who is smarter and quicker than us. Insecurity, intimidation, envy. Competition. The demon said, I'm principled. I am a demon. I don't fight other demons. I collaborate with other demons. I told myself many years ago, I said, I'm not going to fight pastors. I will only collaborate with pastors. So people ask me, what do you say about this pastor? I said, I don't know. Is he a man of God? I, I said, I don't know. The last time I checked, I don't keep the register of men of God. I am not a register keeper. I'm a preacher trying to do the little thing I can do. And as of now, I can only concentrate on my own work. Because me, myself, I have not arrived. But this one thing I do, I forget about everything else around me and I press. I I just try to focus on my purpose. May the Lord help you. You cannot be in the church fighting another church member. Look at our families. Brothers against brothers. Stepchildren against stepchildren. Our families are at daggers drawn with one another. We fight. We just came from two countries. In both countries, pastors are at war. Hey. Pastors are vowed. If that meeting would take place in this other pastor's church, I would never go there. But here is a demon who is principal. Iron sharpened iron. I am a demon. I'm going for another demon. There are some of you here, your best friends are unbelievers. Yeah, I can't trust these Christians. But you can trust unbelievers. How can two walk together except they be agreed? What fellowship has light with darkness? Listen, if your best friends are not Christians, you have a problem. Your whole chemistry needs proper definition. You have a problem. You have a problem. If you ever saw a fish who lives with lions in the bush and not in water, that fish is not a proper fish. It's a witch. I go, I can't trust them. Why do you think others can trust you? 
Listen, we are the church. We are all you got. We are all you have. You can never have anybody better than us. Listen to me. This is my wife. No matter who she is, she's the only one I have. Me. I am a bundle of problems, but I'm all she has. I shout, I scream, I'm unpredictable. When you think I should move, I'm sitting. When you think I should sit, I'm moving. When you think I should keep quiet small, I will talk without break. But I'm the one she has. This is Kofi Annaba. She cannot get another man better than me. I now, And I'm also going nowhere. She, she's stuck with me forever and I will live long. I will live until she's tired. And she's looking at me and saying, And sometimes God will even do a shakara. The doctor will come and look at me and say, Mama, you have to be praying. You know, your husband is now very old. He's, 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 he's about 85, 90, 90 years. Um, Mama, you have to be praying. And she said, Thank you, Jesus. This man will go with his trouble. But the following day, the same doctor will come and say, Mama, God has added 20 years to your husband. Then she'll be like, hey. Oh, let me prophesy to you. The husband you are struggling with will live very long. The wife you are struggling with will live very long. Listen, they are going nowhere now. They are not going anywhere. Listen, even if they are in coma, they will be with you for a long time in coma. No, they can't talk, but they are here. And anytime you go to visit them, they say, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. They are not singing the song, but in their silence. They'll be singing, The Lord is His holy temple. Let all the peace. Tell somebody by you, I will be with you for long. I'm not Jesus. So I'm not Jesus who said yet a little while I'm with you and let you no 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 in my oh I'm here. I have tied up my cloth with your own. I tell our church every day, I say, church, better get used to me because I'm here for a long time. And I will also not change. So if you are believing God for me to change and become cool and no matter what you do, I'll be quiet. Mm -mm. You trouble me, I'll trouble you. We know. Our church, they know. If they want their peace, they should give me my peace. They, I know, they know. You break my leg, I break your own. I preach love of revolution, but I'll break your leg and repair it in love. I 
He went and looked for seven other spirits. Watch this, more wicked. Some of you don't want people who are more intelligent than you. You don't want ladies who are more beautiful than you. All the ladies who are more beautiful than you in the church, you have classified them as proud. You don't even walk with them. When they greet you, you don't respond. You like the other ladies who walk. Every friend you have, you are the only one who walks straight. You walk like this. All your friends. Because anybody who looks nicer than you, it's a threat. Look at you. You, this gentleman. You cannot walk with any handsome, intelligent, anointed, prayerful man. All your friends are confused. After service, when we look at you, after service, you are the only person normal. All your friends are. There are people who cannot walk with somebody who is anointed. No. He will never bring an anointed person to his pulpit. He will never keep an associate who is anointed. He will never walk close to an anointed senior pastor. No. He will not come to Pastor Sam who can correct him and put his life in order. He wants to be in another place where he can be a general overseer. All by himself. We heard something that is bigger than us. The demon said, I was here alone when they cast me out. Now, I need something bigger than me. I need something greater than me. I need something more anointed than me. I need something more wicked than me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Where you are going, you need something bigger than you. You need somebody who has something you don't have. You need somebody who has some grace you don't have. You don't have to be a one-eyed man in the land of the blind people. I pray in the name of Jesus. May God take insecurity out of your life. Here is a demon. The demon said, I'm not insecure. I want demons that are wiser than me. Demons that are stronger than me. It doesn't matter. Let them take all the glory. I don't care. Let them take all the honor. I don't care. Let them take all the money. I don't care. Let them take all the blessing. I don't care. Four lepers went into the camp of the Syrians. They found silver, gold, raiment, food. They were eating. Then they told themselves, today is a day of good tidings. We are not doing well. If we stay here quietly, some mischief will come upon us. Let us go and tell the king's house. And they were going to tell the king's house. Pastor Sam. And when the king's house now come to the camp of the Syrians, Pastor Betty, they are now going to tell these same lepers, you are unclean. Leave the camp. We cannot stay with you. The four lepers said, it doesn't matter. Today is a victory day Amen. over the Syrians. We cannot keep the good news to ourselves. Let them come. Even if they drive us away, it doesn't matter. The demon was purposeful and practical, purposeful and principled, purposeful and powerful. Amen. Powerful in the sense that it has got drawing power. Yeah. When you read Revelation chapter 12 and the verse number 1 to 4, it talked about the spirit 
or the red dragon whose tail drew one third of the angels of God. That means that that dragon had the power to draw. Purposeful and powerful. So this demon was purposeful and powerful. Powerful enough to draw seven other spirits. Powerful enough to draw seven other spirits. And the seven spirits, traditionally, Bible theologians tell us the one third of the stars he drew, the red dragon, were one third of the angels of God. I don't know how the dragon entered God's camp and drew one third. But ladies and gentlemen, the time has come for the church to draw. Amen. We are not able to draw. The most intelligent people are not in the church. The biggest politicians are not in the church. The richest men are not in the church. The most strategic and most, the, the most influential people in the world are not in the church. Mo Salah is not in the church. Sadio Mani is not in the church. Femino is not in the church. Henderson is not in the church. Jorginho is not in the church. Alexander Arnold is not in the church. Van Dyke is not in the church. But after the meeting, they are the ones we watch. Even those of us who are frustrated after this meeting today <laughs> will be looking at Daniel James falling down. Rashford running, even if the ball is not following him. We'll be looking at Anthony Martial and we don't know when he'll be injured. Luke Shaw will come, we will look at him, we don't know when we'll see him again because he's called Luke. Maguire, sometimes he forgets whether he's, he's still in Leicester or he's in Man United. He doesn't know whether the jersey is blue or red. But after this meeting, I can assure you we'll be watching them, but they are not in the church. What I mean is, you know what? The most powerful things are not in the church. When can we draw them? We lack the drawing power. In order to draw, the church must bring the best engineers into the church. The best entertainers, the best postmen, the best politicians. I pray that God will give the church drawing power. I prophesy on this church. I prophesy on this house. May God give us the grace to draw souls. May God give us the grace to draw souls. May God give us the grace to draw souls. May God give us the grace to draw souls. May God give to this church the grace to draw souls. People will not be lying in their houses, but they will be coming to a church. Can I talk to a single woman? May God give you the grace to draw your husband. And you will draw the best, not the confusions. Can I talk to a certain man? May God give you the grace to draw the best wife into your life. It is called drawing power. May God give Pastor Sam and Pastor Betty the grace to draw the people into the church, the people he needs. Draw the best prayer warrior. 
draw the best administrator draw the best chief financial officer draw the best choir the best singer the best ushers the best organist draw the best musicians into the church draw the best members and also draw the best givers people that can give to the kingdom the thing that must make the kingdom the kind of kingdom it must be may god give us drawing power david had the capacity to draw the mighty men into his life. Receive the ability to draw. How do we draw? We draw with the anointing. Your anointing will draw the people into your life. Number two, we draw with wisdom. Wisdom will draw. Number three, we draw sometimes with money. If you want to employ the best administrators and the best computer engineers in the church. We must have the money to pay them the kind of money we should pay them. May God give us the power to draw. The thing is that too much mediocre in the church. Too much mediocrity. Mediocrity because we don't have the power, especially the financial power, to draw the kind of people we must have. And sometimes favor too can let you draw because sometimes you have things you don't know where they came from. So this demon was purposeful and powerful. It influenced seven other spirits, more wicked than himself to follow him. I don't know what he told them to follow him. What did he tell them? We are more wicked than you, so what are you going to tell us? We have more authority, we are more powerful. I'm sure it went and told them things. I have seen a certain man. And the place now is swept and garnished. Just like that woman at the well of Samaria went and said, I have seen the Messiah. May God give us drawing power. Finally, this demon was purposeful and patient. Without patience, you can never achieve anything in life. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that doth so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our feet, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is set at the right hand of the throne of God the Father. For consider him that endured such a contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you become weary and faint in your mind. Patience. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he goeth through the dry places. Man of God, that demon had patience and endurance. If it was a human being, he could have died in the dry places. The demon went through all sorts of things. He said, I refuse to die. I announced to somebody, you lost the best in life, but you will not die. You lost family. You lost accommodation. You lost property. You lost respect. But I prophesy you will not die. But you will live to declare the works of God. This demon is walking about through dry places. Dry places. Dry places. If it is somebody without stamina, without endurance, without patience, it will die. The demon said, I refuse to die. You are divorced, but you won't die. You are rejected, but you will not die. You lost your job, but you will not die. 
You are going from place to place in the winter, submitting applications. You have given out applications until it looks like you have become post office. I'm saying this like it's fun, but it's not. You are almost giving up, but you will not die. It walked through the dry places, seeking rest. He said, I'll be patient. Finally, he said, I will go back to my house from which I came. He came and found a place swept and garnished. If it was not patient, it would just stay there quickly. But the demon said, look, I waited all these years not to be cast out again. I'm going to leave this place as it is. And I'm going to bring seven other demons. Patience in analysis. Patience in strategizing. Patience in calculation. And patience in going to seek reinforcement. He said, I'm going to recruit. I'm going to bring others. Patience. And when it was looking for demons that were more wicked than himself, it takes patience to find one. He didn't stop. Two, he didn't stop. Three, he didn't stop. Four, he didn't stop. Five, he didn't stop. Six, he didn't stop. I'm sure somebody would have found just one and left. He said, no, I went through enough pain getting one. He said, I'm looking for seven. He got seven. And the Bible said, after all that patience, they went and stayed in the man, and the last state of the man was worse than the first. Mission accomplished. Stand to your feet. Oh, Jesus.